Welcome aboard Frequent Flyers to another Aviatrix Airwaves episode and sadly our last episode with Flight Centre. It has been so much fun. I am absolutely loving this new structure that we've brought on board this season for the podcast. Let me know if you are too. And I mean, let me know your thoughts. I'd love to feature a couple on Instagram so you guys can send me through some messages, what you've thought of this season, what you've thought of the Flight Centre episodes, what you've thought of the new structure, just any feedback really. I mean, it all helps in some way. And yeah, I'd love to feature them as well on our Instagram. And like always, if you are listening along, please, 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 leave us a review to tell us what you think it takes literally two seconds just to click the stars and to put it into perspective that's like another 50 minutes of recording that we get here in the studio another episode more stuff for you guys to take in so it all adds up and I know you guys know that so thank you in advance if you are leaving us a review after the episodes Now, before we get into it, I wanted to say happy spring. I know we did mention in the last episode, it was the 1st of September and I'm not sure about you guys, but like where I live, it's pretty much summer and winter. We don't really get the whole seasons things and even going further into that, it's like hot then a little bit cooler. So to me, I mean, I feel like it's pretty much summer. Summer is here. It's starting to feel like that. And I just feel that September has come with this whole new massive amount of energy, like without getting too woohoo. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just feeling super energized, excited and ready to really, really knuckle down for the rest of the year. So Whilst I'm super sad that the Flight Center series is coming to an end, um, I'm keen for another new chapter of this season of the podcast and to really fly through some self-development and thoughts that have been floating around my head like a hot air balloon lately and they've just been taking up so much space in my mind. I've been writing them all down and I'm really excited to bring them out in the form of podcast episodes um, over the next, well, the rest of the season, I guess. Yeah, pretty much just word vomit all my thoughts out to you guys. So get excited for the next um, couple episodes to come. I've got lots in the in the background that we're working on to bring you. Um, but today's episode, like always, um, we'll be having, we've got our intro out of the way, we'll be getting into our news segment very shortly with some hot new goss that's just come out very, oh, I think it was yesterday it dropped on the news. So some news coming up and also of course some little reminders in there. Then we have Sam and Teresa in the studio for one very last episode which is a Q&A episode. So kind of anything that you guys have sent in that you might have missed or we didn't cover in the episodes. Some random questions here and there. So it is a lot of fun this episode and I kind of personally me I like to just listen to the sit down like chit chat um, YouTube videos or podcasts. So I think this one hopefully you like it just as much as I did recording it. Um, And then after that we do have a travel chat at the end that has been sent in. So stick around for today's ep and I hope you enjoy it. We will get into our Aviatrix updates now. 
Welcome to our Aviatrix updates. A couple little reminders for this week. If you are listening to this live, we have two discount codes that you can use up until midnight tonight, which will be, let me just get the date of when this podcast is actually live, 8th of September, Friday 8th of September, if you are listening to this live. We have currently got a a discount code for 20% off at BlackRock Beef. If you're a Townsville local and you don't know about this business, you need to jump on board they are starting to get their products out to a couple different places around Queensland as well so definitely follow along Um, 20% off is crazy I think like it's literally a whole dinner meal Um, you think like chili con carne parcels lasagna spaghetti oh my god I'm I'm getting hungry thinking about it but if you use the discount code aviatrix20 all in capital letters so a-v-i-a-t-r-i-x and then two zero at checkout you'll get 20% off all of their stock and yeah, you do not want to miss this deal. So jump on and grab that. And another little discount code, we've got our Aviatrix merch. If you're a frequent flyer listener, you can use code AIRWAVES at checkout on any of the Aviatrix Australia merchandise and it will give you 10% off. And I'm going to extend this for the weekend. So this will go until Sunday midnight if you want to lap that up and get some merch to rock. All right, some exciting news. This one has come in just over the past couple days. So I don't want to butcher this um, name, but Corindon, Corindon? A Dutch Airlines, um, sister to Turkey-based Corindon Airlines, is launching an adult-only zone on its flights between Amsterdam and the Caribbean, starting on November 3rd. So that grown-ups can, you know, save the joy of that child-free journey. So where whereabouts is it? So these are strategically positioned at the front of the Airbus and will have 93 seats for anyone aged 16 plus. Um, how is it going to be separated? It was the question that was floating around our staff room and did a bit of research and they say walls and curtains will help maintain its exclusive silence. So to me in my head that's kind of like premium seating, kind of similar to that on some airlines. Um, how much does it cost? Uh, it will cost a modest extra fee of approximately $49. But if you want the additional leg room, it will cost about $108. Um, to book one of the nine with extra large seats. So, um, in my opinion, to be honest, it's a bit of a gamble to pay that extra considering it's, I don't want to say it's rare to get a screaming kid behind you or on the plane, but, you know, it's, it's not guaranteed every flight that you are going to have a baby behind you on a seat. And if you pay all that money and you don't, well, then... You know, you've just paid the extra. I'm, I'm assuming, like, the, the seats are still a bit of an upgrade, though. So if you want that upgrade, I always say travel, you know, for your luxury and everything and pay the money that you want to pay. So, yeah, very, very interesting with that one. Um, a lot of people are saying they're quite happy about the news, which totally understand. And, again, we were discussing this in our staff room and saying, you know, well, I think everyone kind of – everyone gets it. Like, if you're a parent, you don't want your kid – screaming and crying and kicking around the poor little things like their ears are probably hurting everyone well I'd say you know majority of people genuinely do you know feel for the kid and feel for the parent and no one wants to be in that position but the way their marketing has going they've actually targeted towards the parents of the kids so to say that they can enjoy the flight without worrying if they're 
children are making more noise. So very interesting on that one. Um, keen to see how it goes. We'll update you again in November with, yeah, if it's actually kicks off. And I'm sure I'm like 100% the seats will be filled. But yeah, I just, I thought that was a cool move. It's interesting to see if any other airlines will take that on board, how the public's going to react to that. So that is our news today. We'll get into our Q&A with Sam and Teresa. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Aviatrix Airwaves. Please do not turn off your electrical equipment, which you are listening to this podcast on, and instead just sit back, relax, and enjoy as we are about to take off into this episode. She's loud enough, she probably doesn't need one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Just a little bit closer, probably, too. Right. The giggles have stopped. The giggles have stopped now. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Our last episode of our Aviatrix Airwaves Times Flight Centre series. Ladies, it has been so much fun and I'm so glad that we can end the series with all three of us sitting together and chatting. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Very excited. So, listeners, our frequent flyers, if you've jumped on, so we've got both Sam and Teresa in the studio. I mean, you would well and truly know them by now, but Sam, if you just want to kind of pop your, your hand up, say hi so everyone knows hi. your voice. <laughs> and Teresa? Hi. <laughs> Perfect. So, you guys have actually sent in your questions that you would like us to answer today. So, I'm really excited. We're just going to do a little chit chat you know get through all our questions and ladies we have 20 questions to get through in about 20 25 minutes are you ready yep this comes on (laughs) time's on all right question number one and probably the the burning question are there any deals going at the moment that we should know about at flight center probably the best deals at the moment whether you agree Teresa probably cruising Oh my gosh, totally. Like you go onto the deal because we've got like this search thing where you can do like a fair comparison and we can search all the different deals in one go and usually there's like one or two but sometimes you bring it up and there's like eight to ten different deals on at the moment with different cruises so you can get really good deals on cabins at the moment all over the world as well. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, I just booked around the world one yesterday, 113 days and yeah, you're right, cruising is very competitive at the moment. And I've started noticing some of the big um, sort of four to five star tour companies have started doing their fly free deals for next year as well. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Now, Teresa, before we continue on with the questions, you're actually in holiday mode, are you not? Are you, you're <laughs> heading off this afternoon. I am. I can't wait. Going back to Darwin, where I actually started Flight Centre, funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> really? How long are you going for? I'm just going for just over a week um, to f- for a friend's 50th birthday celebration and doing a fishing charter going to Catherine Gorge which I love it's one of my favorite parts oh my goodness that is going to be so incredible I'm very jealous and a very much needed break I hope you have the best time okay question number two another little random one favorite cuisine what's yours Oh, mine's always going to be seafood. I oh, can't really? go past char-grilled octopus. <laughs> it's my favourite. <laughs> mine's Asian. Yeah, you, usually a curry. It's my favourite. Yeah, spicier the better. 
I'm going to jump in, in here as well because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm in the producer's seat today, Frequent Flyers, so <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit different. I've got a bright orange background for me today and the ladies are in um, the nice chairs. But, yeah, I think, I think Asian is my yeah, favourite as well. So yeah. All right, question number two, favourite location. Oh, I think are we going to knuckle this down to, like, quite literally, like, city town? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's hard. This is so hard. Too many. I guess one of mine um, is this random little place in South Cambodia called Chinookville. Have you been to Chinookville? Yeah. Oh, my God. I got stuck there for about a week and a half because I was only supposed to be there for two days. But it's the type of place you can sit on a beach and eat and drink all day and you go get your bill when it comes to, like, $18. And I'm like, I am never leaving here. Cancel <laughs> that bus and stay. And I must have cancelled my bus, like, six times and just stayed. <laughs> but, yeah, it was really cool, really cool place. I'm going to say one of my favourite places, I suppose I'm missing it at the moment, it's probably why I want to go back, um, is to go back to my mum's village in Tonga, um, in Vava'u. Um, it is paradise and it's just life stops and it's, it's a simple way of living, just next to the water. Swimming with the whales is just amazing. So yeah, that would probably be one That's of my cool. favourite places. Yeah. And since COVID, it's been a long time since I've got to go back and visit the family there. Yeah. No. Well, I hope you can go back to visit soon. I can see just in your eyes how much Aww. you really do love it there. <laughs> okay, question number four. The best bang for your buck Kentucky tour, in your opinion? I think this one needs to be because you need to take into consideration like your flights and your spending while you're there. So it's, for me, it's got to be Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, cheap when you're there, cheap to get there. Um, but yeah, just because if you, you can, I mean, there's good price contiguous over in Europe and USA, but you've got to think about your spending money as well. Um, so yeah, something yeah. like Asia. And Contiki got early bird deals at the moment too. Mm. So um, the other one I reckon would be New Zealand oh, too. yeah. Because my friend's in New Zealand and she did a Contiki of her own country because she never <laughs> travelled. <laughs> the ski Contiki's really yeah. good there, yeah. So they do show a lot. Mm. Wonderful. Okay, Next, question number five, summer or winter? I'm summer. I'm summer. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we live in Townsville. That's why I moved from <laughs> Wales to Townsville. <laughs> I've seen enough snow in my life, thank you. <laughs> I think I'm the same as well. I was saying at the, um, the intro for this, this podcast, I'm, yeah, I'm very much a summer girl. I just, I feel this whole new energy now that the sun's out and I'm just, I can go swimming, I can sit by the beach. I just, I love it. I yep. really do. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying that in what, September though? It hasn't hit December and I'm probably <laughs> going to change my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, a number, another this or that, skiing or snowboarding? I've tried both and I'm really bad. <laughs> I really need lessons, so I reckon I'll, I'll keep trying with skiing. <laughs> See, I've asked a few people this question when they've come back and they've always said snowboarding. They said it's harder to pick up but easier to master. Whereas because you just it's one thing and one body that you're using, whereas ski is easier to start but really hard to master because you've got four things going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, a lot of people come back and say that. I'm bad on both. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, this isn't me, by the way. I'm like Bambi. <laughs> I tried snowboarding and it was a trick board, a friend's board, and I put my little toe down and I just went 360 all the way <laughs> yeah. down here. I'm more observed with a glass of wine type of girl. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually tried snowboarding either, but growing up in Canada, I had, I think I've said this in another podcast episode, I had a bright red pair of skis with tigers on them and I just absolutely loved it. Did try skiing again when we went back when I was 16 years old and 
I wasn't terrible. Like, it definitely took me a bit of time to pick up. But, yeah, haven't tried snowboarding yet. My brother was always the snowboarder and I did the skiing. So, we'll see how we go. But, yeah, I'll say for now I'm definitely skiing too. Okay, question number seven. What is on the top of your travel bucket list? Oh, this one will be interesting from you guys because you kind of are exposed to it all. I know mine. Go. I go. <laughs> mine is um, going to Rwanda or Uganda to see the gorillas. Um, but I can't go until 2031 because I have to take my son and he has to be 15 to do the trek. Well, so I've got like a pot that I'm putting money in at the moment. But um, yeah, I just had a lady go over a few years ago and um, she, when she came back, she told me the story of like this older lady in her 70s and she was like, like feet away from the gorillas. They just happened to be there. And the, one of the baby gorillas came up and like grabbed her hand. Started like smoothing her hand, and oh, I just burst serious. into tears on the phone. And I'm like, "This is it. I'm going." So, <laughs> yeah, that's my number one. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, my next, well, my next trip I'm really looking forward to is doing Egypt, oh, and I'm yeah. really looking forward to doing this five star cruise down the Nile. <laughs> Considering I was originally looking at the Felucca, and then I went, "Oh no, <laughs> this five star cruise sounds so much nicer." <laughs> And obviously, and then doing Greece afterwards, because I've never done Greece. So I'm looking forward to island hopping. Yes. Okay, number eight. This one might be a little bit tricky. We'll see how we go. So a place people wouldn't think of travelling to, but you highly recommend or you would like to go to as well. It's hard. I want to go everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So somewhere you'd highly, yeah, highly, highly recommend that doesn't really necessarily pop into people's minds straight away. I would say the Kimberleys. Oh, yeah. If you're in Australia and you haven't explored that part of the world, it's definitely worth visiting. It's absolutely stunning and such a contrast to anything else that Australia has to offer. Yeah, I agree. And also the Philippines. Like a lot of people don't think to travel to the Philippines. They go to other parts of Asia, but the feedback from the Philippines has been amazing. Philippines is unreal. And they've got so many islands. Islands, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. How frequent flyers, come on guys, how have we still not got someone from Tourism WA on the podcast to (laughs) send us over there? Oh my goodness, I think we actually (laughs) rave about it every episode (laughs) of how much we all just love it and well, I've never even been and would love to go. All right, question number nine, a random fact about you. I was trying to think of this one this morning. Yep. (laughs) Have you got one? My random fact, I suppose, with coming with travelling is I can travel really limited funds and I just know how to stretch it. (laughs) That's what I'm well known for, getting stuck in countries with no money and travelling on the bare minimum budget just to travel. I love that we've done a whole episode on budgeting and how not to get stuck in places (laughs) and then you just drop that in. Great. (laughs) (laughs) This travel-related, I guess when I was... 30, I found out that I wouldn't be able to get a visa for us to work in Australia after 31. So I made a rash decision to quit my teaching job, finish with my boyfriend and book a round-the-world ticket. <laughs> Ended up in Australia, which was halfway around the world, met my husband and then married him six months later. <laughs> and we've been together 13 years. <laughs> so yeah, just completely random. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like it worked out it in the end. It worked out, yeah. Good. <laughs> it was a good decision. Number 10, best beach destination. I think we're pretty blessed here in Australia, so I'll see what you guys think about this one. It's hard to beat Australian beaches. Mm -hmm. What do you say? Oh, she's thinking. Philippines, like Boracay Beach was pretty impressive to me when I went, but it does vary um, at certain times of the year. 
if you can find like this on the Spanish islands or Greek islands, this more like unvisited beaches, they are gorgeous as well. Yeah. Really gorgeous. But more on the islands rather than the mainland. And I'm not, you know, the tourist attraction beaches. Yeah. They're gorgeous. And there were some nice beaches off Brazil as well. Yeah. That was stunning. Because I suppose I miss the waves. Yeah. <laughs> in Townsend, we don't have any. So no. it's always nice to go to a beach that has a waves. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing better than like waking up after like a long night out with your friends and then you head down to the beach and you just get absolutely slammed by the waves. That is like <laughs> my exactly favourite right. way to start the day every girls trip we go on that we um that is like a tropical yeah. holiday. Yeah, we just that's like that's what our morning routine is. Go down, get smashed by the waves, <laughs> go back up, have some lunch, go back down in the afternoon. Love, I love that. It. Cool. That's what we did in Coolum for New Year's <laughs> New Year's Day. That was our wake up. It was beautiful. <laughs> Number eleven. This one, this one's kind of cute um, because working in tourism myself and as a pilot, I get a couple phone calls here and there of people wanting to do like proposals and stuff and it's very special. So um, number 11, someone has said an ideal propose, proposal location. I asked this question to like just do a bit around the store to find out what they thought and everyone had a different answer. So I think it's really important to find out what they're into they love beaches, find a beautiful beach. Like one of the girls in store said she can't think of anything better than being in Amsterdam in the middle of a flower field. Oh, what wow, sunny you sunflowers. Mean? Or if you're, they're a foodie, take them to this gorgeous restaurant overlooking cliffs, you know. So yeah. it's got it's really finding something they love and getting the best of that, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. I have to admit, my husband did pretty well. He proposed <laughs> to me at Machu Picchu on the sundial. Oh, my God. And we were the first ones up. And so there was no one on it. So... I have to admit, that was pretty spectacular um, proposal, considering he's not the most romantic person. <laughs> he did very well. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. One point to him then. Well yeah. done. Uh, number 12, I think we're sticking on the kind of wedding train for the next two questions as well. So destination, wedding, location or wedding spot. Well, from I got married in Thailand and that was, I think if you're doing destination weddings, you need to find a location that, and hotels that can specialise in that because it's very hard to get your licence in and the, the permission to do it. So you need to, you can't just, like we tried to rock up and do it and it took us weeks and weeks to get our licence in and things like that. It was a real hassle. So if you go to somewhere like Thailand or Fiji, Fiji especially, that's a really good destination wedding because they do all the organ, all the stuff for you. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And, and it is hard, you're right, because even if you go to Europe, trying to get those documentation to mm. get the permits to get married yeah it's Which really hard yeah it's not as easy as that yeah. and i've just booked someone they're going to vegas for them, their marriage with elvis as people do <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think vegas is pretty cute. easy yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my brother has actually well he proposed i think it was, i was gonna say just the, a couple of weeks ago but it was in april so they've been engaged for quite some time and they're going to canada uh oh in six weeks i think so it's all happening very soon and yeah we're all joking that they're gonna you know get get married by elvis in in vegas <laughs> as well yeah. and i was like no you better not because i want to be there so yeah. i'm like just gonna be stalking his instagram every day making sure that he's not going behind my back because i expect to be at the wedding <laughs> no definitely especially with elvis yeah <laughs> <laughs> so cool okay and then last one on our wedding train is a destination hens party What's been popular? Where would you recommend? I've just come back from one at Airlie Beach and that was pretty fun. <laughs> You're looking quite fresh there. Yeah, no. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, you just want somewhere where it's not too strict. 
for a hen's party, don't you? Like That's a it. party location. So. It depends on your budget. <sighs> you know yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. You can go five. Like, you can go, there's, like, a lot, again, like, a lot of Spain, Greek islands, UK. Like, there's always places there that are going to have, but that's quite stretching the budget, but that's not like maybe Bali. Yeah, yeah. somewhere in Asia. Yeah, somewhere in Asia. I, yeah. I have seen Bali pop up a couple of mm. times this year for, for hen's parties, yeah. Looks like it can get pretty rowdy yeah. over there. <laughs> yeah. Definitely book some Bucks ones to Vegas. Yeah, Vegas yeah. is a good one for Bucks, yeah. Oh, my goodness, I just don't even want to know what is happening on those streets. <laughs> <laughs> Too many wild stories. But if you've got a wild stories from our bucks or hens, then send it in for travel chat so we can hear it. Um, number 14, one thing that you can't travel without. Mine's my phone. I, I do everything on my phone. Use it for the Wi-Fi, photography. Um, yeah, I do, use it for everything. Music. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have anything. I suppose I would take my phone. Yeah. But um, I don't have anything I really, really need. Mm. Probably my family, my kids. I'm going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, hey, yeah. like how our phone really does just hold mm. any everything. I think now in Townsville we can even have our IDs on it um, that can be used at the clubs and stuff to be scanned. I think they're trying – think that's a new thing they're trialing um yeah it's got your your music your entertainment your cards it, it's a bit scary how yeah. how much is just on those things and yeah if you lose it then what happens to us that is a bit <laughs> yes. a bit, a bit insane yeah, i used to read i've got my books on there so everything's on there really but yeah <laughs> it is it's like second nature Fifteen. What's the best piece of travel advice you have received? So you guys give out advice every day. That's your job. What's something that you've received? Mine's just research the destination. Just everything about it. You know what you're going to spend. What you're going to like the culture, um, the rules, things like that. Just so you know what to um, prepare yourself for when you get there. Yeah, and mine's probably would. Always check on smarttraveller.gov.au. You can't go wrong. Yeah. At least it gives you up-to-date information on where you're going. Yeah, that's good. Smart Traveller, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's a government Australian website for all Australians and you can actually even register on there so they know you're actually abroad. So if something happens in that country, they know what who which Australians are actually over there. There you go. That That is very helpful. Uh, number 16, this one comes off the back of that one. What's the worst piece of travel advice you've received? <laughs> <laughs> I was giggling to take herself. a backpack backpacking <coughs> something not on wheels it was the worst thing ever I was like ever I could have gone I could have had something with wheels on and I'm lugging around this 25 kilo backpack like, like a loser I've did a few times <laughs> oh yeah but yeah oh that's funny um oh the worst advice I suppose is that Oh, I don't know, really. I'm trying to think of the really bad advice I've been given. <laughs> I think I've just done them myself without even taking anyone's advice. <laughs> like, thinking, oh, you know, I'll have enough money. I'll be right. And just not. You um, literally just said before that's the best thing about your travel is that you... Exactly. <laughs> so it's a good and a positive, positive and a negative, <laughs> that I can survive on bare minimum. <laughs> and I suppose, you know, making it cost-effective... But in that same time, you know, you always want more money so you can do and enjoy things more. Mm-hmm. So, and there's probably countries I want to go back to. I'm like, you know, I want to splurge a bit more than what I did when I visited last time. <laughs> so, creating the balance. It's a positive and a negative. 
<laughs> okay. Number 17. We're getting towards the end here. What's, what was the best place you stayed in? Are we talking like hotels here? I'm Is that how so. we're interpreting this That's question? That's how I interpret it. I think one of the nicest, I'll, I'll do one that I've booked myself and one that Flight Centre's booked for me because obviously Flight Centre's, <laughs> when you travel with them, it's up there a bit. But Roldavui in Fiji. Oh, oh yeah, my yeah. God, that place is unbelievable. There's only like 16 villas on the island. It's Australian owned. It's bliss, absolute bliss. Yeah, it's so nice. But lately, when I went to um, Europe in September, there's a hotel called Hotel Gen, Orchard Road. Orchard Gateway yeah, yeah. In on Orchard Road in Singapore. Amazing. Really? Absolutely amazing. The rooftop bar there is phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, that's good tonight. Cause I'm Breakfast <laughs> is out of this world. Like, yeah. And it's probably like sits around your four star. Yep. But um, you can sometimes get good deals if you book early. But little robots bring stuff to your room. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's so cool. Yeah. There you go. If you haven't phenomenal. made your Hot Girl Europe yet, then Hot Girl Europe Summer, then put that on the list. Yep. You see Marina Bay Sands in the background. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's pretty impressive because I'm trying to book Singapore for myself and I was trying to do Marina Bay Sands because I've always wanted to stay at that hotel. But now if you're saying Hotel Gem, oh, that sounds pretty so cool. Good. I can mix it up. So good. But um, probably my favourite was probably the, um, the Gulo Gulo Apartments in Renua. It's um, north of Finland. It's in Finland. Um, it's where the Arctic Zoo is, the Northern Arctic Zoo. And just the cabins they had there, and there's only like about eight of them, and they've got like a spa, sauna inside. But I suppose what made it more magical, because it was winter and you're surrounded by snow and it's all in the forest, and then they let the deers run past, and so it was like, oh, my God, there goes. It wasn't quite Rudolph, but <laughs> was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it was just magical, like... And I remember just staying there, and my husband's not much of a Christmas person, and he just went, oh, my God, really? Did you just go past? <laughs> and I suppose they would probably think the same if they came to Australia and saw kangaroos jumping in the backyard. But that was just magical, and I suppose the, co- the location, as much as the accommodation, was just lovely. That would be magical for kids, though. Oh, you think it mate, was rainforest adults. Santa's reindeers going exactly. past, you know? Yeah. It was just magical, yeah, especially cool. in winter. Yeah, that would, that would be so special. Oh, right, added... Added to the bucket list. <laughs> 18. Question 18. What home comfort do you miss the most when you go away? My bed. Bed, yeah. It's always the bed. It's always the bed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'd have to say the same and say <laughs> my bed. There's just, there's nothing comfier. No one's got a comfier bed than me. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I think as well for me, I'm quite a very much routine gal. And sometimes when I travel, like I do... You know, it's so hard because you, you're so grateful to be away and to be travelling and to be seeing new things. But then I'm like, I crave the routine of my normal everyday life. But that I think... Is, yeah. I love that. You're right, though, because it's nice just to get back to the normal things you do. Mm-hmm. Just open in your fridge and all your bits it. in there, you know, but it's <laughs> a snack. When you're into that sort of but I think I feel grateful as well in saying that because it's like I clearly um, have loved the routine that I've created to, yeah, yeah miss true. that. Yeah. Okay, question, what was that? That was 18, so 19. What has been the most interesting item of food you've tasted? Do you want to go first? I've eaten so many strange foods. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, the weirdest one, oh, I'd have to be with my mum. We went to Tonga when I was younger with my mum and she was trying to explain to me that the sea urchin 
no, it was a sea slug, those black things, was called the bubblegum of the ocean when she was growing up. And I was just mm. like, huh, how's that work? Then I watched my mum proceed to beat the crap out of this um, sea sl- slug <laughs> and, and then <laughs> it becomes all white and then she chews it up and she goes, there you go, there's some bubblegum. <laughs> and I just remember laughing going, this is so, doesn't taste anything like chewing gum. And um, yeah, so that was quite an eye-opener. <laughs> from my mum yeah. of how she would Ooh. eat as a kid in Tonga oh. and that was what she called bubble gum. But, um, and then probably the other one that I was very surprised about probably would have been smoked mousse, um, like beef jerky, mm-hmm. but it was mousse. And that was surprising, really, really good. I suppose it is just like another meat though. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But they're just so big. I, can just, I just didn't expect it for some reason. <laughs> To be ground up and put into into jerky. Yeah, well, just yeah, it was very tasty. Actually, <laughs> I was very surprised. Sam, oh goodness! Um, apart from your normal, I call it normal, normal to other people, but touristy things like you know escargot snails yeah, and yeah. deep fried scorpions and crickets in Asia and snake blood in Vietnam. Ooh. The weirdest one I think which got atop the list. I was on a, a random bus between um, Laos and Vietnam. Um, Type of bus, you know, just got a driver, just ask at the back a few other people on there. Not the type of bus where you ask, oh, can I stop to eat or go to the bathroom because you're in the middle of nowhere. And we um, and, uh, stopped on snacks. So about halfway through this eight-hour trip, we'd run out of food, and I was famished. And this was the moment I realised that there was, if there's an apocalypse, I wouldn't die because the bus stopped on the side of this road, obviously for the driver to go to the bathroom or something. And there was these ladies, and it was pitch black outside, selling these things on sticks for like 20 cents. And I bought one and I ate it. And to this day, I do not know what it was. It was a thing spread out on a stick. Probably roadkill or something like that. But I knew. I was like so hungry. (laughs) I was just like, I would eat anything at this point. And then I went, yeah, if there was an apocalypse, I wouldn't die. I thought it was like a little rodent. It was, it was just spread out on two sticks like this. I was just thinking of a guinea pig like in Peru. Wait, was like the, the head there? It, it or was, was pitch it just black. Like I think the head oh. was missing. Oh. And it was, it was like like barbecue cooked on my side. But I haven't got a clue what it was to this day. But yeah, that was definitely the weirdest thing I've ever eaten. Did it taste all right? It was all right. Chocolate. Listen, I was really hungry. hungry. Yeah. So anything would have tasted good at that point <laughs> Sam, I'm actually baffled. Oh, no. The fact that you still don't know what it is is no, so funny. I, I think maybe, um, probably, <laughs> so pro- probably keep it that way. Yeah, so nobody ever tell me. I know you have to go pass through that village yeah. again. It's like, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's I'd love for you to go back again, like in daylight. Oh, dear. To see oh goodness! Oh ate. my goodness! Yeah, God knows it was pitch black, but um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely the weirdest. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, we're near the end. I, I I did say 20 questions. We've got 21 questions. What has been your scariest moment travelling? Mine is because I'm scared of heights. <laughs> so I've been pretty scared on certain bridges. And the scariest one, which took me at least two hours to get down to, was the sewer trench in Samoa in Apia. Um, it's amazing crater of swimming hole and you've got to go down this wooden ladder which is very steep and um, it took me hours 
to get down there. And all my family and friends were in there going, hurry up. <laughs> I was like, slowly got myself to have enough courage to get down there. Um, but that took me ages because I'm so scared of heights and I didn't realise how steep it was. Did you feel so good afterwards though? I did, but then my family joked around and said, oh, we're ready to go out now. <laughs> I was like, no way, I've just got in here. <laughs> but I did, I felt accomplished. I was glad I did it. Yeah. Sam? So I think, there's been a few, but one that stands out when I was in Vang Vien. Yeah, so it's this place in Laos called, and you go tubing there. I don't know what it's like now, but this was many years ago, about 10 years ago. And um, there's all these bars set up on the side of a river and you go up with your inflatable tube and you tube between the bars and you, they give you drinks and it's completely dangerous. All the, like, the water rides are made out of bamboo and pieces of stick and stuff and you do all that stuff. So it's a really lethal combination of like things that someone on, <laughs> someone's put together themselves with no health and safety, lots of alcohol and a really fast-flowing river. And no life jacket. Yeah, no, oh, no life jacket. You know, Everyone's getting knocked out left, right and centre. Anyway, I decided to... Um, because all the bars had gone dark and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to swim to my friends on the other side of the thing. And the current took me down the river <gasps> and I nearly drowned. I had to cling on to like these cliffs and get back up and crawl my way up. And I got to my friends and I said, we are leaving tomorrow. <laughs> and we all got on a bus and then I ate some roadkill, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same trip, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said you had a couple. Do you have? Do you have any more? Oh, there was obviously when I nearly lost my spleen. <laughs> that oh. was quite. That was quite scary. Yes. What, um, what episode was? Did we talk about uh, that in? I think that was that's budgeting. Yeah, so that was number two. Like, if you yeah. want to go listen to that one, frequent yes. flyers. If you haven't, yeah, very important message behind that one. Oh, and when I got to Australia, I actually got bit, which I didn't know at the time, by a white tail spider. And I left it weeks because I thought I had just a swollen elbow. And by the time I got to the hospital, I had to spend like three days in hospital on a drip and have all my arm cut open and I had to spend weeks getting my arm packed. So that was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. So that was my Australia. My sister reckons I could write like a book saying 40, 40 countries, 40 hospitals, like a review book because everywhere I go, I seem to end up in a ward somewhere. We should still lot of tales. Yeah, there's loads of them, yeah. You know, I kind of, that's so just ironic though. Your welcome to Australia was just our yeah. spiders. And <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, no, no problem. <laughs> I've been, been bit since, so I'm okay. <laughs> I can't say I've ever been bitten by a spider. Touch wood. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, dokie. Oh, I'm sad to be reaching the end of it. 21. Uh, someone has sent this last one in as well. Very last minute. They said, lastly... Um, this question is very open-ended, but any recommendations for travel cards whilst overseas? Oh, there's a few different ones, isn't there? There is. It's Travel Money Oz, Travel X. But there's a new one people keep talking about. Is that that Wise Card? Yeah, I've heard of it a few times. I don't know too much about it, but people keep coming in and asking about it lately, so it must be like a new one. Wise card. Yeah, wise. Like, I can't recommend it. I don't know too much about it, but we seem to be having a lot of questions. I think you just have to compare them, because even the banks have them, the post offices have them, and, like, they've all got different exchange. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But they're all very similar. I don't... I suppose it depends on the country you're going to and how accessible that card is because some of them are MasterCard, some of Visa cards. And the fees. Yeah. If they, if they, what type of fees they've got to compare that across as well. That's it. Yeah. I've Googled the WISE card. says take out up to $350 in cash a month for free. That's their marketing pitch. 
Um, the Wise card takes the worry out of using ATMs abroad. You pay only a super low fee on withdrawals after the first $350. Yeah. I don't really know. So, yeah, just a matter of comparing, I think. So yeah. Just like with any cards in general. Yeah. Mm. Ladies, that is the end of our <laughs> questions. And Aww. our flight center series. Sad face. Aww. I know. <laughs> Thanks for having us. It's been so much fun. Yes, this is yeah. totally out of our comfort zone. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> actually so glad you did this with me, Sam. I I'm like, less nervous now than on day one. What's been your, what's, I mean, all of it has been so much fun for me and I don't think I can pick any of it. And I just, yeah, I'm so grateful for having you guys in our studio and being able to work alongside you and pick your brains as well. Because it has educated me so much. But if you could pick one moment, what's been your favourite part of the whole experience? I suppose it is something new. And this is a reminder to the frequent flyers to go out of your comfort zone, learn something new, put yourself out there, say yes. And yeah, you might just, you know, meet new people along the side or take new opportunities and grow from that. So what's been your favourite part? Mine would have to be, I couldn't stop laughing, was the photo shoot. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. That was really funny. <laughs> and also sitting there while Teresa's doing hers and just laughing at her, constantly trying not to make her laugh. It's <laughs> always been a giggle spot yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. We have we have to get our giggles out before we yeah. start recording. <laughs> I don't know how well we do with that to keep them out, but I think it's fun. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you, ladies. Thank and you. Frequent Flyers, you know, if you guys want to get in contact with Sam or Teresa, you can definitely call up from anywhere and get their expert advice. And we've always got Flight Centre linked in our show notes below um, for all the episodes with them. And you can find it all across our social medias as well. So make sure you guys stay in touch. Book those holidays. Start seeing the world. You know, get those experiences in. Those funny stories. Make the memories. And thank you one last time, ladies, for joining me. Thanks, Thanks so much. Bye, Georgie. <laughs> and, of course, I mean, before you go too far, guys, if let's be real. If you do want them on another episode, I'm sure I can <laughs> get them to wiggle their way back into the studio. So they're not going to go too far, I'm sure. <laughs> We're still in Tarrantsville. So exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Ciao for now. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Welcome to our travel chat segment, ladies and gentlemen, frequent flyers from all across the globe. To finish up our episode today, we have a travel chat sent in from Jamison, who I'm actually hitting the road with next year. So let's see what he has to say. I haven't kept this one anonymous because I... I know him and he said to me yesterday he was going to send one in. He is a frequent flyer and listener of the podcast, so shout out to you, Jamison, and thanks for keeping up to date with the pod. Alrighty, let's open it up and get into it. I haven't actually read this yet. He told me to keep it a surprise until I read it. Hey, Georgie, super stoked to have you hitting the road with me next year around Queensland. Yes, that is... True, we are hitting the road next year in April for a big three-month trip. I'll tell you guys about that um, probably in another episode. We don't need to go into it today. Heard that you need a yarn for today's travel chat. I always, I'm always open to hearing more travel chat. So I fr- figured I'd bring it back home and tell you about my time on the Plenty Highway last year. 
To set the scene for those who don't know me, I spend my time travelling around regional and remote Australia with my company, Red Dirt Robotics, to work with kids to teach them about robots, programming and 3D printing. Things that they don't often get access to because they are so far away from anywhere that can provide these services. Yes, absolutely incredible business. I'm so excited to be working with Jamison next year. Can back him up and say that the work he is doing is just incredible and he's doing it out of his troopy car travelling around Australia. Okay, let's keep going. I Sorry, I get distracted in these. Towards the end of my tour last year, I had to get from Alice Springs in the NT to the small town of Tambo in central Queensland in about a week and a half. Now, if you know Australia, if you're a frequent flyer from somewhere else in the globe, then Australia is very, very spread out. So, the timeline was pretty slim, so I thought I'd take a bit of a shortcut. Oh, gosh. The Plenty Highway. The Plenty Highway is an 800-kilometre road taking you from Alice to Bulia with about 600 kilometres being unsealed, rocky and sandy, all of this being in the middle of nowhere. Classic Australia. So, I set off and hit the road and got about two hours out of Alice Then I started having some trouble with the troopy. Oh, come on, troopy. It was getting pretty hot and not wanting to cool down. I didn't think much of it, but kept it in mind to be watching the temps on the car. So I push on. Oh, Jason. I get into Tobamori Station. Is that how I say it? Tobamori Station on the NT slash Queensland border where I was camping and didn't have much trouble on the way there. I get up the next morning to make the final 250 kilometre push into Bulia and I didn't even get out of the driveway before the troopie throws a fit. But I had to get to Tambo, so I kept going on. Okay, so many red flags, Jamison. I don't know how I feel about travelling with you next year. Man, you ought to read these signs. Once I was in Bulia with some service, I called my mechanic back in Alice and explained what was going on, to which he said, turn around now, come back. He thought I had cracked the cylinder head in the motor, which is not something you want to happen. So off I went back the 800 kilometres to Alice, through the rough corrugations and dried up sandy riverbeds. After driving all day, I pull into the workshop and we do some tests, but nothing was suggesting it was the head. So we checked one last thing, the thermostat, which regulates the coolant through the engine. We pulled off the three housing and... There wasn't even one in there. Hmm, there you go. Somewhere in the Troopy's history, it didn't have the thermostat replaced. A drive down, a drive to the auto store and 50 bucks later, the problem was solved and I was back on my merry way. I ended up driving the Plenty Highway three times, 2,400 kilometres, just for a $50 fix that I could have gone down the road to Winton for. Well, Jamison, I think you have a lot of little messages in that story one always look at your gauges and don't push them to the side do not push the limits of your car that it could have gone so much worse you could have just been stuck in the middle of absolutely nowhere where through that central Queensland and yeah most of all just get the help when you need it don't be afraid to ask for help and stop trying to be the big dog and soldier on because you would have saved yourself a lot of time there you go thank you for sending that travel chat in again guys travel chat can be about absolutely anything like road trips travel airplanes pilots you you know the deal by now so send them in and keep following along like I said Jamison and I actually have a bit of a trip planned next year so 
if you want to kind of hear about what's going on with that we'll have some updates on the socials in the next couple days if the social media manager aka Georgie Girl can get that all sorted and like always follow along tag us at aviatrix underscore Australia on Instagram at Georgie underscore Arnold on Instagram as well and Georgie Arnold on TikTok you guys know the drill follow along share it around show me where you're listening and I'll see you in our next episode which I'm very excited about because we have a whole lot of new stuff to chit chat along the way all right ciao for now brown cow